and welcome to the Better Budgeting Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Reese. I'm a money coach and the founder of the Better Budgeting Playbook. And this is my one-on-one coaching program for women and couples who have been trying to figure out their finances, finally create a clear plan so they don't have to worry about waiting on payday anymore. I became a money coach in 2020 after paying off over $60,000 in debt, rekindling my marriage, becoming financially free, and wanting others to experience the same. If you'd like to work with me, you can check out the link in the show notes there. Also, we have the Financial Freedom Society on Facebook. It's a free Facebook community focusing on debt payoff, saving strategies, budgeting, and money mindset. You can find the link to that community in the show notes as well. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today we are going to talk about Things that I've changed my mind about around our finances since I started coaching. I've been coaching for almost three and a half years now. I've been on my financial journey for seven years. I've learned a lot. I've seen a lot of trends as well with finances. And I've got some opinions for it on the way that I used to think about money and finances and the way that I do it now. So first up is the all or nothing mentality. For me, in my early years of managing my finances, it was all or nothing, for sure. It it was black and white. We aren't going out to eat. We aren't going on vacation. We aren't spending any extra cents that hasn't been budgeted. That's what it comes down to is really it. I was so laser focused and I wanted everyone else around me to be laser focused too. And obviously, if you've listened to episode one, you can tell how that landed (laughs) for my marriage it was quite disastrous being so um eh. (laughs) so as I started money coaching and learning more about people I realized that a budget is very fluid it can change and be manipulated in many different ways even throughout the month it can change any second and it doesn't matter how perfect that budget is But the fact is that you got it done. You've done the budget. On the other hand, though, having the quote unquote nothing mentality, and some of you are waiting to have it all perfectly laid out. Like, I need to make more income. I need to have a specific time to sit down without my kids interrupting me. I need to have all of my bills in place. I just, I have to have this all done properly. Otherwise, I'm not doing it at all. And also, for myself, every single dollar needed to be accounted for every single time. And I'm still that way. And some of you are just like, I can't figure it out. I can't figure out where all these dollars are going. So it's fine. We'll just continue to pay. And it is what it is. Whatever. And as I've coached, I see clients who have their spending plans set up that they haven't allocated maybe $100 or something like that. And early on, I was like, well, that's wasted money. Like, we need to find a plan for this thing. We Like, we've got to figure this out. Um, every dollar not allocated is a dollar unallocated, which means that it's being spent somewhere else. And I still feel that way to a degree. But as I coach more and more people, it really shows me the type of person that you are uh, when it comes to money, how you manage money. And what I've started to ask myself as a coach is, are you hitting your goals and are you accomplishing what you've set out to accomplish? And if there is $100 unallocated, okay, (laughs) 
you have set out to accomplish what you wanted to accomplish and you're hitting your goals. If so, you're winning, right? And winning in finances isn't what my definition is for everyone. Winning in finances is whatever you feel like is winning. The second thought that I used to really think was $1,000 is a starter emergency fund. And let me just be clear, that ain't enough, right? There is no kind of gray water here of understanding what Danielle feels about a $1,000 emergency fund. I'm telling you right now, it is not enough. Now, I will say that having $1,000 liquid, so cash, easily accessible is super beneficial for those random things that happen. But getting a really fat savings account is necessary. When my husband lost his job in 2018, I remember the sheer panic going on in my brain. Panic. It was just mayhem. And my body started to freak out in that process. And I have psoriasis that I've been able to manage for two or three years at this point, which has been really great. But at that time, my psoriasis overtook my body. I mean, it was under my armpits, behind my kneecaps, all over my scalp. It was on my eyelids. It was underneath my chin. It was showing up in my elbows. Like it was just running rampant because of the stress. And I'm not a doctor. I have no backing behind this statement besides my own experiences and the experience of my clients. But your body holds on to stress and it will show you when something is really wrong. And I think back to that, if I would have had more than $1,000 in my savings account when that happened, I don't necessarily think I would be as stressed. Because $1,000, that wasn't even a quarter of our expenses at that time. It was literally enough to get us week to week. So having $1,000 as a starter emergency fund, that is fantastic. That is a great goal to get to, but I don't want you to stop there. I want you to keep going and going and going because you need to be able to have enough of a cushion in order to get a job. Let's say you lost your job and it takes two weeks to get hired, another two weeks before another paycheck comes. That's one whole month without that income. I would encourage you to at least have one month of income sitting in the savings account for you. Because when you're not running around with your head cut off wondering how you're going to make ends meet, you can actually make pretty clear decisions. You're not worried and dictated by a dollar. You're able to pick and choose what type of job you want, what type of hours those are, um, if you want to continue to travel or maybe not travel for a big job, you know, you have some decisions when you have money in the bank. But if you don't have money in the bank, you got to grasp at straws to get whatever you can. So do not have $1,000 only in the savings account. Get more money in the savings account. And if you need help with that, you know I'm here for you. I'm going to help as many clients as possible get that this year. I want everyone to at least get some money in the savings account so that they can take care of themselves. So how we do that is the Better Budgeting Playbook. We go through your spending habits. We set up a spending plan. We set up a savings plan. We set up a debt payoff plan because that's really important too. The next one is credit cards are the devil. <laughs> I was a firm believer of the use of credit cards um, being the devil. Like you should not be using credit cards. But now I'm a believer of 
the use of credit cards responsibly. Okay. I saw a memory on my Facebook recently, maybe a few weeks back, and it was about me paying off my very first credit card. It was a Target card. And I said along the lines that the credit cards are the devils. Nobody should be having credit cards. Only use the money that you have. That was all real stuff that I was saying. And now that I've learned about credit cards, I've learned about behavior with money, which is a big thing that we focus on in the Better Budgeting Playbook. I want us to change your behavior so that we don't go back into debt. We don't start using money that we don't have again. I've educated myself on finances and I've learned from mentors, the credit card is not the problem. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Okay. <laughs> Tay Tay, she's being real. The credit card is not a problem. It is who is using it and how they are using it. You can use a credit card responsibly. I use it all the time. I never pay interest and I reap all the rewards because I've learned how to use it responsibly. It took me four years to develop this healthy habit. I'm not going to sit on a pedestal and tell you I'm perfect. I will tell you that I went into credit card debt and I got out and I went back in and I got out and I went back in and I got out. And finally it hit me and I was like, you know what? This ain't fun. <laughs> this ain't fun. Each time I would say, it's okay. I won't let it get this bad. And then all of a sudden I've got $900 worth of purchases on a credit card that I had no plan to pay for. The use of credit cards requires a mindset shift. You have to know this is not a free for all. This is just a vehicle to obtain purchases, just like cash, just like a debit card. You have to have a plan for your money that goes onto the credit card for every single purchase, okay? When you go to the grocery store, guess what? Swipe the credit card, no problem. Already in my spending plan, I have money for this. I move the money from my bank account to my credit card and pay it off. I like to do it once a week. Some people, they will do it daily if they have a balance on that credit card. Um, some people do it once a month. I shy away from once a month just because that you can get a little crazy. But if you use them responsibly, there's no reason why you can't use it and reap the rewards. The last one is all debt is bad debt. Ooh, <laughs> I was a firm believer that debt is just bad. It doesn't matter what it does. It doesn't matter what it helps you achieve. All debt is bad debt. And that's what I used to believe. And here, here's what bad debt is. Bad debt is typically an asset that depreciates. This is cars. This is credit card balances for your purses and shoes and Amazon and Target and all the things. This is boats. This is campers. Like, let's be real. This is all the fun stuff. Yeah, that's bad debt, y'all. Okay. Good debt is debt that holds or grows value, like a mortgage. A mortgage is a great debt if you can manage it. The asset grows and it builds equity. Equity is the difference between the value of the asset and how much you owe on the asset. And a mortgage is not a bad thing. This provides a home for your family. I would say that's that's a pretty nice thing to have. That's a good debt to have. You are achieving something with that. Okay. There is nothing wrong with a mortgage if you can afford it. Now, if you can't afford a 15, 16, 17, 18, $2,200 a month mortgage payment, then yeah, that is considered maybe a bad debt from a personal standpoint. Okay. 
But in a nutshell, good debt has the potential to increase your wealth, while bad debt is going to cost you money, especially with those high interest rates. Oof. And they depreciate. Those assets depreciate. So I used to believe that all debt was bad debt. But really, when I got into it and learned more about finances, I know for a fact that a mortgage is a good debt. Even some people can argue in saying that investing in yourself is a good debt, like education, school is a good debt to have because it's allowing you to learn something. Now, here's where it gets a little crazy. If you go to school and you get a four-year degree and you have $100,000 in school loans and you never use those skills, you probably could categorize this as a bad debt. However, if you go to school, $100,000, you learn these skills, you get a job that is going to pay extremely well compared to if you didn't have this degree, that could be considered a good debt. So when you get into these really situational types of debts, they become more personal on how you categorize them. But for sure, we know that anything that has a depreciating asset is typically a bad debt. And I would say to stay away from those. However, there is good debt. Even in the Better Budgeting Playbook, I accept payments. They're interest-free payments, but I accept payments. So technically, my clients are in debt to me for the program, but it is what I would consider a good debt because you're going to learn so much skill set in that time together that we're going to triple your money. I would actually argue that you're going to earn 10 times more on your money just learning the skill sets that I'm going to teach you and following through with it because I can teach you all the things, but you got to follow through. So those are the things that I used to think about um, or I believed in when I started money coaching is that all or nothing mentality. Like you're either in or you're either out. And the other thing was the $1,000 emergency fund. That just ain't enough, girlfriend. You got to get more, okay? I used to live and breathe by that thing. Not anymore. Um, credit cards are the devil. No, I explained to you that I believe that you can use credit cards responsibly and you can reap those rewards. It's perfectly fine as long as you know what you're doing and you can stick with it, have the mindset change. And that also all debt is bad debt. I don't believe that anymore. I believe that there are opportunities that we need to use debt to leverage so that you can either make more money or uh, increase your assets or your wealth, actual financial wealth in one way or another. With that, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>